Hey, welcome to the Hope Sessions podcast, which is hosted by Jerry D. It is a weekly podcast where each week we will have a different guest on to chat and have them share their story of how they came to faith in Jesus and how he has changed their lives. So tune in and be encouraged by the different stories from ordinary people about an extraordinary God. Remember, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Hope Sessions podcast. My name is Jerry D and this is a weekly podcast where every week we have a new guest come on and just get them to come on and share their story about how the person of hope who is Jesus came into their life and has been doing a phenomenal work. I am honoured and I am privileged to actually be able to say that I've got a dear friend with me who's joining us today and his name is Ben Atkins. This guy is a guy who faithfully serves in the house of God in many ways more than I think any of us realise. He's also been a dear encouragement to me, someone who I greatly respect and admire and I'm just honoured to have you Ben. How are you man? I'm good, thanks for those kind words man, that's really nice. You're welcome, I'm just speaking from the heart man. Give honour where it's due, right? Hebrews 13, 7, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, Brilliant. No, no. Right, Ben, what we're going to do, man, what do you mean you were just going to chat? That's the way this is. It's super chill. I don't have to put on anything because you know how I am. I know who you are. Right. We're going to jump into the rapid fire round. Are you ready? I think so. I think so. Brilliant. Right. Let's go. Um, Elevation worship or Hillsong worship? Uh, elevation. Ooh. Your favorite clothes brand? Carhartt. Okay. Okay. Your favorite book that you have ever read? Uh, oh, Janie Mac. This is meant to be rapid fire. Um, you know, you're grand. I I really liked the Hunger Games when I was when I was younger. We'll okay. say the Hunger Games. Cool. Your favorite sport? Rugby. Right. Um, your favorite Apple product? Uh, it's got to be my laptop, my MacBook Pro. Yeah, I love. Thing. Your favorite family holiday or holiday that you've ever been on? Ooh. Uh, we went to Canada when I was a kid. Um, that was awesome. We drove, we got an RV, like a, a motorhome, and we drove from Calgary to Vancouver. Um, and that was awesome. It was me, yeah, me, my brothers, and my parents. That's got to be my favorite. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Your favorite TV show or maybe um, series? Uh, I'm a US office. That is the one for me. I love that I haven't show. watched it. I just don't have the patience to watch it, even though I've heard many, many stories about it. Oh, it's unreal, man. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, Spotify or Apple Music? Oh, definitely Spotify. Definitely Spotify. YouTube or Netflix? I'm gonna say Netflix, but then if I'm I'm I am on YouTube a lot more, but I don't like I don't really watch YouTube. I don't watch YouTubers, so probably Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What I find with Netflix is, and maybe I'm just because I'm very picky about what I watch. Netflix reminds me of TK Maxx, right? Sometimes <laughs> you go in and there's some deadly stuff, so much stuff to watch and get and stuff like that. Other times you go in and there's not a single thing. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's like if you find a good series and you watch that, but then you watch it in like a week and then you're struggling for, for the rest of the time because there's nothing, nothing on there. But YouTube, yeah, like YouTube has got a load of good stuff and it is better, but the ads just kill me. I, I, I hate it. You're halfway through watching a video and then... A, an ad pops up so and yeah, I'm not, the, ad, the ads like a minute long and they're like what am i gonna do 
exactly and i'm not gonna buy youtube premium so nah nah right um are you a morning person or a night person definitely a night person if you if you message me before eight o'clock in the morning we're not going to be friends <laughs> i'm taking that note i'm just writing that down <laughs> yeah yeah right take notes take notes yeah so man we move on to the part of this show now our podcast session right where I have the guests share their story. Maybe for those of us listening, we know of Ben, we know what Ben does, we know what he's about. But maybe for a lot of us, we don't know Ben's journey to where he is now. So would you share your just a bit of your life journey, man, about before Christ and what Christ has done and where you're at now, if that's cool? Yeah, man, definitely be my my privilege. I When I'm telling my testimony, I, I kind of center it around a, a verse and it's in Matthew's gospel. It's Matthew 6, verse 33, and it says this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And it comes in a, a, a passage where Jesus is talking about anxiousness and talking about um, worrying about your life. Um, and when, as I look back, I'm, I'm 23 years old, so I've, I've not i've not lived for massively long you know i spent a lot of that time in in my parents home so there's only so much of a of a, a testimony i suppose that you can have but when i look back on the the little that i have lived uh, i can see those times and those periods where i have sought the kingdom of god first and how life has been actually great and then when i've not sought the kingdom of god first and uh, sought to pursue my own dreams and my own ideas and make my own, myself the god of my own life and how life has not gone well um so like i was my parents are both christians they have been uh, they weren't both always christians their whole lives but my whole life they've been in church serving uh, my mum ran the kids uh, church when i was growing up my dad played piano and was um was part of like the the board in in the church and so they were both you know like senior senior members of the church you know loved by many ran connect groups and so church was something that me and my brothers i have two older brothers and one younger brother and we all grew up with it you know we it was there from from day dot and we loved it you know actually it was our social hub it's where you know we went on camp every summer we had different things going on and we and we genuinely loved it because that was um that was our, our world in a way um, and I suppose when I went into secondary school, I had a decision um, to make whether I was going to live the life I knew God had called me to live and um, be an example. You know, um, Paul, when he writes to Timothy, says, uh, don't let, let anyone look down on you because you're young, but be an example in speech, conduct and purity. And for me, that's a massive thing um, going into secondary school. Am I going to go with the flow uh, or am I going to be an example in speech, in conduct and in purity? Um, and so I, as I started in secondary school, um, age 11, and up to I was about 16, I actually, I thank God, and it's by his grace that I was that. I was an example to my friends. Um, I, you know, I had friends, I had uh, great times at school, but they knew that there was a line that Ben wouldn't cross. They knew there was, uh, there were certain jokes that I wouldn't laugh at. There were certain things I wouldn't say and, and I wouldn't do and, and all of that. And, and it was great because I'll be honest with you, when uh, you set a line like that in the sand and you stick to it, people respect you for that. Um, and and so yeah, I, I didn't. Maybe it didn't always feel that way, but I had my friends' respect. Um, what it did mean was that I was an outsider, but I was actually okay with that because I had everything going on in church. You know, I was I was loving youth. I was 
uh, I was playing in the worship team when I was 14 um, and just loving that. And so it was okay for me that I was on the outside of the school groups. You know, I'd see the pictures on, on Facebook and on Instagram of them having the house parties um, because that was all the thing when you were 15, 16. And I, and I like there was, I'll be honest, there was a part of me that missed out on it. But at that point moment in my life, what I had with God was better. And so I didn't, it didn't bother me. But then when I was about 16, 17, it started to change because I started to envy the life that they were leading. You know, I started to um, just miss it a bit more. You know, I wasn't getting the invites to the parties and I wasn't going out and they were they would be at each other's houses on a Friday night. But I was at youth and I was serving. I was doing that. So like I couldn't go somewhere on a Saturday night because Sunday morning I was up at half seven to to be in church for eight o'clock. And so after a bit of time, I started in my heart to get complacent with the things of God. Take it for granted, take his grace for granted, fall out of love with that a little bit. And when as falling out of love with that started falling in love with the world and seeing more of a, a des, like having more of a desire, sorry, for, for those things. And it was in that moment that I decided I, I started not seeking first his kingdom, but started seeking first my kingdom and how I could make my own life the best. And, and that meant, you know, social climbing and to social climb and to be a social climber, you have to do whatever the social buzz and the social hub want you to do and so for me that meant compromise that meant compromising my line and it slowly drifted and drifted and drifted and it's funny like the 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 things that i did when i was about 17 18 it was only for about six months and then you know the holy spirit spoke to me and i i'm so blessed we're a blessed people because we have the holy spirit and you know, it's as you grow and as you as you get older, you realize there's moments in your life where things could have gone from bad to worse had it not been for the voice of God and had it not been for the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And yeah, I remember, you know, I was in a in a place where it was just so much, so much deceit, you know, so much um, just false. It, I was just living a false life because I would go to church still on a Friday go to church on a Sunday and everyone in church, you know, knew, knew who I, who I was, knew what I did. But then the person that I was being there was just fake. I was just putting an act on because really I was living a double life. You know, I was lying to my parents, lying to my pastors so that I could live both. Uh, and it's funny, you can't do that for very long as a Christian. I always say this and I really believe it to be true. Christians aren't great at backsliding. We think we're better at backsliding than we are. We think we go off and we do what the world does, but it's just so hard to commit because you really find yourself in the middle of two camps. You have the world where it's your friends and they're going out and they're doing whatever, but you and you have sorry you have the church and and this your church family and I found myself slap bang in the middle because I couldn't fully commit to my church family because that would that would ruin my social um, status and I couldn't fully commit to my, the world because there was the Holy Spirit was prompting me, you know, there were things that I wouldn't do things I wouldn't uh, say. And so I'm just there in the middle with no one but God. Uh, and yeah, like my my testimony is that God just spoke to me there and he he just encouraged me. I, I, I went to my pastors, I went to my, my parents just shared everything that I had been that had been going on. And I was met with grace and I was met with love and I was met with forgiveness. And I didn't think I deserved any of those three things, 
but I was that's what I was met with and that for me was so such a revelation because you see when you come honest and you come correct like that to the church then that's what you're met with but when you go like that to the world you're just spat out because no one really wants the honest you um, and so yeah that was that was uh the summer as i was finishing school i came and I, I just came correct i said look this is what's been going on in my life this is what i've been doing uh and that summer was the summer that i went with my youth pastor to ireland to minister at summer fire conference and at that time it's funny he didn't know what was going on in my world but god started speaking to me when we went back and uh i'll be honest, like i was all exposed you know when you open a wound like a surgeon opens a wound you're so exposed and that was me at that moment because everything was out in the open i was just like this is this is me this is what i'm going through uh and in that place of vulnerability god just met me and god spoke to me and that's when he put ireland on my heart i be honest i never heard of this country like you knew it was here you knew that there was a country just like that way but i never been here never wanted to go here because like you went to france if you wanted to go abroad but it was it was funny like it was under my radar at all and then all of a sudden it was and all of a sudden i couldn't get it out of my head and honestly jerry like i i i've now been here four years and it's not all been easy there have been times while in ireland i have taken my eyes off god for a brief moment and started like saying this is what i want I, this is what ben atkins wants and i've pursued that and it's not long before i come back and come correct because when i'm seeking things for myself they never go well because i'm not good at playing god in my own life god is great at being god in my in my life and so I would rather him pilot my life, him uh, make the, the make the decisions and, and, and be the, the authority in my life than me because he's better at it. And so, yeah, I'm, I've been here four years, but I'll be honest that there was, I look back and it could have gone so much different. If I, in that moment, had rejected the grace, the love, the forgiveness of God and gone into the world, I don't know where I, I would be right now. I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be talking to you on this podcast. But I thank God that it is when you come to him and when you surrender to him, you are met with grace, you are met with love and you are met with forgiveness. And when you seek first the, the, the kingdom of God, you don't have to worry about anything. The verse after that verse I started with says this, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And that's how I live my life. I don't have all of the answers to, to Ben Atkins life. You know, I don't know what uh, I'm going to do in the next year, the next 10 years, but I know that God will be with me in yeah. that moment uh, and so i'm just trusting god uh, and that's what like whenever i get a chance like this to share my testimony uh, that's what i that's why i encourage people to do you know i didn't kill anybody i didn't i wasn't hooked on cocaine but i saw a glimpse of what life without god would be like and i just don't want it i i you could not convince me that that is that has any any desire because you know, ultimately, it just leads to death. That's what the Bible says. These these sin patterns and not going after God just just leads to death and leads to hurt. And so uh, that's my mind made up, and that's what I want to encourage people. And I'm, uh, yeah, that's what I would encourage people: seek first the kingdom of God, and everything will be all these things will be added to you. So yeah, that's my my testimony. Uh, there there it is. Brilliant. 
you know what, man? I really, honestly, I really enjoy that. Like, me and you chat all the time anyway, but I really enjoy just hearing your story. And it even dawned on me, you know, you were sharing about how, you know, you didn't, you weren't hooked on heroin or that, but you have a powerful testimony, man, because your testimony is about the keeping hand of God, that he kept you from those troubles. Like, you know, I've often seen the people who go down that road, they have a longer journey of healing to go through and God has yeah. preserved you from that, man. And that means you can still reach people who maybe have similar testimonies to you. I've no doubt that there's a similar story to you in someone else's life, man, you know? Yeah, you yeah, know, it's so true. So many young people that we, we meet and uh, Christians all around, they think that their testimony is not a good testimony, but you see like God, God is, God is a, a designer and designs every story in such a way that it has benefit to somebody. My story has benefit to someone that your story wouldn't have benefit to and vice versa, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I'm not gonna, I, like, I'm not gonna hide my testimony because I don't think it's good enough. There's such a powerful, there's so much power in, 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 uh, in the keeping keeping hand of God and and that's what a tech like I'm I'm grateful to God because it's His grace that has kept me, and um, it's nothing I've done. But that's such a it is a powerful testimony, and one that I want my kids to have one day. I want them to be able to say I grew up knew God and lived a life fully fully seeking His His plans and purposes for my life. So that's right. Hey man, thanks for sharing that. Even I always encourage people. This man, when I hear their story, um. There's a spoken word artist called Jackie Hill Perry. I don't know if you're part of her, but she yeah. has a quote that she used in one of her spoken words. And it's basically, it's the, it's the, I'm paraphrasing, I hope I don't get it right or wrong. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go for it. It's, it basically says that when you share your testimony, your testimony could be the key to someone's, or your story could be the key to someone's prison. So why yeah. not share it today? So maybe your story right now, even as someone's listening to this podcast, right, you could be setting someone free unknowingly. You could be just opening that prison door for them that they're able to relate to your story, man. So I'm encouraged by just hearing yeah. your story, you know. So let's move on to the next segment, which I, I really enjoy this segment as well, because it's, I've just called it a Q&A segment, nothing fancy. It is what it is. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. We're coming to a close of the show, but I really enjoy these questions because I think they could be very helpful to everyone that listens, including myself. And I'm just going to work through them. So the first question I have is, if you could pick three people to have for dinner, even if they're dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, okay. Uh, I think I would... Is it... I, I, I feel like the I should say Jesus because I'm a Christian. Uh <laughs> But then I also don't know if I want to know the answers to the questions that I have until I get to heaven. So maybe not. I would love to sit, you know, I'd love to sit down and have dinner with with David. Um, uh, you know, I know you're doing uh, going through the Psalms at the moment. Uh, and I just yeah, like I love the Psalms. I love the journey he went on. Um, so I would love to just see. And he had such a, a great revelation of God and that like I had a relationship with God. So I would love to sit, sit down with him. Um, emotional one i'd love to sit down with my my dad's dad because he he died when i was a kid but was saved on his deathbed he 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 his whole life he was a um oh i can't remember what it's called that he was in he was just caught up with um it's a not a cult i can't remember the name of it but anyway he lived his whole life away from god and then on his deathbed were just god god 
dramatically met him and it's awesome and so i would love just to to chat to him see like see, get him to share his life with me he was he lived through through the world war ii um has some unreal stories that would be that would be unreal um and then i would also this is a little bit meta but i'd love to sit down with 14 year old version of me and okay. just just like because you know when you grow you forget how you were when you were that like how you were yesterday and i think that's good i think that's god that we don't remember how we were because otherwise i think we'd be all be messes but i would love to sit down with a younger version of myself or maybe me now as like 50 year old ben if that makes sense i love to sit down and just talk and encourage myself like why are you worrying you know why why aren't you giving that over to god because i i reckon between now and being 50 there's going to be so many things that i worry about that god is like don't worry about it it's fine but i'm still going to worry about it and so i would love to sit down with myself and say don't worry it will be okay that's cool i like that i like the fact that you mentioned even about the 14 year old because i wasn't expecting that to be an answer to 14 year old you because it's interesting because the next question i have is kind of tied into this in some way What's something that you now know or you've experienced from living a bit of life that you wish you knew when you were younger? Mm. Or to paraphrase it in this way, what would you tell your younger self that you know now? Yeah. I would, you know, I think there is, every day I think you come into new revelations of God's love and God's grace. The older you get, the more you realize you're not it. Like yeah. I remember being a, a 15 year old kid and like, you think you're, you think you're it. Yeah. Like you think you could, like, you think you could run a church. You think you're God's gift to, to humankind when actually it's just not true. Yeah. And there's a, and like, I, 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 you know, every day you, you want to grow in humility and get more and more humble, but that's maybe what I would tell, tell my younger self. I don't think my younger self would listen. I'll be honest because he's because he was uh he was he was more he was proud but like I, yeah just that it is all god yeah. and that's such a freeing thing to to tell yourself that you know god god establishes men god establishes ministry god establishes uh, everything in our, in our lives and so my performance is is not a part of like it's not a factor it's not a contributing factor. And so, worry, yeah, just worry less about messing up. Yeah. Worry less about having to keep up a facade, keep up uh, like an image of, of, of how you want to be seen. Because do you know what Paul, Apostle Paul talks about boasting in his weaknesses? Yeah. And that's such a powerful thought because how many of us actually boast in our weaknesses like Paul did? You know, he, he like, I, I don't want people to know my weaknesses. I don't want people to know what I'm struggling with because I haven't fully understood that God's grace covers it. Yeah. And when I do, I, I, I share that, that, um, that weakness. And so, yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self that it is all God and to lean more on him and less on my own understanding. Brilliant. Wow. Great response, man. That's, that's sick to hear that for sure. Um, the next question I have, man, is what's your favorite scripture or your passage of scripture? That is something that like could be like your life verse or something that you regularly go to that you could maybe encourage our listeners with today to check out if they don't know it already. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, do you know what? It's funny because I feel like it always changes. 
Um, but I do that that verse that I shared at the beginning. I I, I think is is one that's that's massive to my life. You know, just that. Um, yeah, just that I can, if I'm looking for God and I'm looking for His kingdom and not worrying about my my own thing, my own life, that all things will come together. Yeah, I think like when you when you when you journey with God, I think you have to. You're just you're putting your faith in Him and you're saying He's Lord of my life. And so I think in in, in saying that you're saying God, I'm gonna like so I I like you said like I. I I love to serve the church. I love to to serve the house in wh whatever form that takes. And that's a journey that God's brought me on. So I'm not trying to boast in myself. I'm just like, but the, the place that God has brought me to is if I'm in the house, if I'm serving and I don't I, like, I'm not getting paid for it, I'm doing that, but I'm trusting God that I'll still have food. I'll still have clothes. I'll still have everything I need. And so I just power as, as, as much into this side of things, the serving, the, the giving of my time, the giving of my money, the giving of my, uh, like everything to, to God. And I've actually seen, like I drive a car that is nicer than I feel like I should drive at my age. You know, I'm living in a, in a house that's, that's warm and has great people around me. Uh, and, and there's just everything else just comes and so that for me is a, a, a big thing. And if if not that verse, and then then Psalm thirty four verse four, where uh, David says, "I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and He delivered me from all my fears." I just think that there is so much in that statement that is just blow your mind, awesome of God's grace that He would hear us, that He would answer us, and that He has the power and then chooses to deliver us from our fears. I think it's mad, and I I, I love God for that. Um, and it's my testimony so often that I sought the Lord's face and he delivered me from my fears. So, yeah, those two, I would have to say. Brilliant. Thanks for sharing that, man. Um, the next question I have is, right, so if you don't know, there's a thing called COVID-19 right now, right? You know, someone at a bat and suddenly the whole world has changed. Now we have to wear face masks and stuff. I think you're aware of that, right? What's the one thing that you're looking forward to doing when this whole lockdown thing happens that you can't do now? Oh, all right. Um, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to give two answers. Okay. Brilliant. The first one is I can't wait to hug people. I know that sounds like a really soppy answer, but like, I just think that we as a people are missing that. It's I, firstly, in it is quite funny. I don't know what to do when I see someone or meet someone either for the first time or just after a while, because you can't even handshake. So like you're just there and my hands just kind of awkwardly in my pockets or something. And it's like, what do you do? But just that that embrace of people, I, I miss that. Uh, but also, I just can't wait to 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 get back to community. You know, I, I'm lucky enough that I've been in church more or less every every week since lockdown started, just um, getting it, getting it so it can go out and be broadcast. But yeah. it's really not the same, man. It's really not the same. Like leading worship with no one there is not the same. Uh, speaking to no one in the in the room is not the same. And I, I love community and I think it's God's heart for church is, is community. Uh, and so I, as much as I miss actual church services, I miss afterwards where you uh, you see everybody and like those are my friends, those are my family. And so I miss 
uh miss seeing that and i and i spoke yeah and i miss my family like my family live in the uk my parents are in ireland and i i do see them but i haven't seen my brothers since last christmas and that sucks um but you know we trust god with those things but yeah i can't wait to do all of those so i realize i gave you three things and you asked for one but um you know them's the rules i i changed them yeah i agree i, I definitely second that community aspect man like me and you will be hanging out with the squad like three or four times a week and yeah. I remember someone said to me in work last week, they were just talking to me, saying, oh, Joe, you don't drink. Like, what do you do for fun? I was like, I don't drink, but I make up for it. And why eating food? Yeah, it's so like, true. We eat so, so much food, true. man. We're keeping McDonald's, Casey's, Apache Pizza, Donatello's. We're keeping all these people in business. When they see us coming, they're like, we've got our bills covered for the next month. It's so, true. It's true. There was, I remember, man, it's so bad. There was a time where we get in Casey's like three times a week and that is not good for you that is really not good for you yeah. so we have to we have to come up with maybe like get a salad bar in that rotation that we that we go to yeah. but yeah community is such a big thing man it make like journeying with people is it's the way god designed us to to yeah. be you know yeah. um, and it's it is hard like because you you don't see people and it's all like when you see them it's just business and that's hard um, and you and people i think there's a lot of people who are, who are stuck in their own heads at the moment because you just spend all your time with your thoughts That's right. and so you know i might think something i might think that someone is thinking something about me yeah. because i don't see them for two weeks yeah. that thought just runs runs its course and that's not good bible says we should take every thought captive and i think that's that's a word in season for now that we do we really have to control what's going on in our heads um and be so great like i think times like this when you're not seeing people you have to extend a double portion of grace if someone says something to you and you have the option to take it one way where like it's implying that they meant something bad by it or give them the grace and the and the of the day and say they didn't mean that they must have just had a bad day we have to lean into the second because otherwise we'll all come back after covid and no one will like anyone. Everyone will be odd at everyone. And they'll be like, you said that. And you'd be like, when? They were like, oh, last October. And you can't remember, but it's been, it's been, so we just have to, you know, you have to be so gracious to people. And yeah. I was even encouraging someone, man. I was talking to someone, I think it was a couple of days ago. And we were just chatting, catching up. And they were saying about how they, they said that like their mind is running wild. Like they think that because that person left them on red, that they no longer think they're friends with them or, or oh, I haven't spoken to that person in a month. And when I seen them, they didn't smile at me. And I turned around to this person and I said, do you know what I do if I get into that situation? I'll ring that person straight away. Or I'll yeah, text yeah. that person, reach out straight away because you have to. It's like you said, man, your mind, like I remember sharing that in Utah, was it two weeks ago about how if you don't, your mind can create false narratives and we create, we, we create movies but I think we go a step further and we end up creating Netflix series in our head of just yeah. something that's not real. Instead yeah. of just reaching out and saying, hey, look, I just feel this type of way. Are we cool? For yeah. the sake of a one minute or two minute conversation, it can free your mind. So my encouragement to whoever is listening to that is, listen, if you're feeling that way, please reach out. It's a quick text. It's a quick phone call, but it saves you sleepless nights, overthinking, creating false narratives because it's unrealistic. But the next yeah. question I have, man, is... Um, yeah, what encouragement would you give um, new believers or believers in this current season of the pandemic where people are facing isolation, where they have to social distance, wear face masks and stuff like that? 
Um, I would encourage. Yeah, I would encourage people to just you, you see the COVID regulations when it comes to God, do the opposite of whatever the regulations are. All right, don't come to God with a mask on. Yeah. Don't socially distance from God. Uh, and yeah, like socialize with God. Like, I think if there's anything that this this season has taught me is that in God, you'll find everything that you need. Yeah. So we feel like we need people. We feel like we need so socializing. We feel like we need those things. And, and, and to an extent we do, like, I don't want to take that away from people because I know it's a very real thing. And especially as you're a new believer, it's hard to, 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 to just trust in God, but all the time, like, even though it's hard, it's what I would encourage you to do because I feel like that's what Jesus encourages us to do is to just trust him. And so, yeah, don't come with masks. Like, don't come thinking God needs you a certain way. That's not the way it works. We can come boldly before the throne of God because of, of Jesus, our, our high priest and mediator that talks about that in Hebrews. And I love that word boldly. You like you, when you're, when you're, when you're going, when you know that you're approaching God because of what Jesus has done, then wow, it changes the way uh, you see your relationship. Don't socially distance. Like God wants relationship with you. That's why I love David and why I would have lunch with David because he understood what it meant to have relationship with God in a time where everyone was just, it was so impersonal and God was far off. David was going to God with his worries, with his failures and in everything. Uh, and so it's, yeah, that's, 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 a, and then just to, to socialize with God, there are so many times that you are just in, but you're just by yourself um, and you have the choice to switch on Netflix or switch on some worship music or switch off the switch off the music and just talk to God. And I think, yeah, we can't, you can't go anywhere, but you can go into the presence of God. So I would encourage people to do that because yeah, like that's, that's where you find rest. That's where you find joy. Um, and so, yeah, like if you're a new believer, if you've been a believer for, for, for years, I don't think those, those things, those basics, those, they're basic principles, but you can't, you can't outgrow them. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're the, they're the bedrock and the foundation of, of everything we do so that, yeah, I would encourage people to do that. Brilliant. What a great way just to close out this episode, man. I do. I just want to take a moment and just to thank you because I know you're a guy of many, many different things going on on your daily schedule, man. I do want to thank you for just taking this period of time out just to chat, just to encourage our listeners, encourage me. It was great chatting with you as always. It's effortless to talk to you because I find you to be a very interesting guy, a guy <laughs> full of fate. And every time I listen to you, I always come away going, that guy's just a great guy. He's just built me up in some way. So I want to thank you for your time, man. I really believe that it's going to be helpful just to whoever listens. So thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, Jerry. That's awesome. <laughs> Guys, for those of you that have listened, that is Hope Sessions, another episode. The legend is Ben Atkins. You can get him on all social media platforms. Give him a follow. Let him know that if he encouraged you in some way, please don't be stingy with your encouragement. Reach out. Send him a text. Let him know that what he shared really touched your heart. My name's Jerry D. This is Hope Sessions. Join us again for another episode with a different guest talking about all things hope, who the person of hope is, what he's done in our lives. God bless you. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hope Sessions podcast with me, Jerry D. Don't forget to subscribe 
and make sure that you never miss an episode. Also, if you could leave a review and share it with your friends to help spread the word about this podcast, it would be a massive help. Take care and see you next time. Remember, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. <laughs>